Welcome back to America's leading higher education podcast network, the EdUp Experience, where we make education your business. This is EdUp EdTech, dedicated to interviewing leaders at the front end of technology and innovation in education, hosted by the amazing, the outstanding, the incredible Holly Owens. Now let's get to it and hear from your host, Holly Owens. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another fabulous episode of EdUp EdTech. My name is Holly Owens, and I'm your host. I have not one, but two amazing guests with me today. I have Sam Carey, founder and CEO of New EdTech Classroom, and Thomas Gibson, who is their creative director. So welcome, both of you, to the show. Thanks, Holly. Good to be here. I'm really, like I was telling you before we started recording, I'm really excited to talk to you both because I kind of just found your videos on like a Google search whim. And then I just, I, I like spent an hour or two just diving into things and everything that you're doing at New Ed Tech Classroom. I kind of became a little bit obsessed with it. And I'm so glad that we could get you on the show and share all this information with our audience. Uh, it's our pleasure. It's good to be here. Thanks for having us. Of course. I know all this ed tech synergy going on in this episode. <laughs> so I want to know about your stories and how you all came to new ed tech classroom. So I want to hear Sam, how you started out, how you made the journey into the ed tech space and Tom, same goes for you. So Sam, you want to start? Sure. So I am a former classroom teacher of uh, over 10 years, and I started New Tech Classroom when I was still in the classroom teaching. And I started it really just as a side project because I wanted to help educators understand how to use technology in their teaching. I had been kind of doing that type of work within my own community through PD and presentations through SFQ and just really had this feeling that if more people could just see how technology could be used to help us actually achieve instructional goals and not just like, oh, here's how to use the program, that people would like gain the same kind of excitement and real like enthusiasm for teaching with technology the same way that I did. I actually do not come from a technology background at all. I was sort of a Luddite and uh, kind of anti-tech for a while. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, I you you turned it around. You turned it around. (laughs) Well, I think in many ways, you know, that's a strength actually of New Ed Tech Classroom that, um, you know, we of course have a lot of technological knowledge um, and, and Tom does come from a tech background. And so, you know, he can fill in some of the, those more technical aspects as well, but we really come from teaching backgrounds, both Tom and I, and I think that's what distinguishes New Tech Classroom. That's what uh, makes people interested in the content because it is really showing the marriage between pedagogy and technology, and it's not just focused on the technology piece. So yeah, I, I started it as a classroom teacher and um, then remote teaching happened and my wife and I ended up moving out of San Francisco where, where I'm from and where we were working and uh, just 
decided to give doing this uh, a, a full time a go. And here we are. So <laughs> we're, we're seems running to be working as- out really well. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it's like working out really well for you. And yeah, you're in good because okay. I'm a former high school teacher. So that's awesome. What awesome. about you, Tom? What's your story? Well, did not anticipate getting into the classroom. I studied audio engineering in college. Uh, and as I left college, it was like, well, I don't want any of the jobs that my degree would really land me. So I guess I'll become a teacher, uh, but ended up really loving it. Um, and and I, I remember in those early years, I was at YouTube was fairly new. This was 2010. Um, and I remember going to YouTube because I was looking up how to have good classroom management because I was just really struggling with that in the uh, the semester before my first year of teaching. I was doing all sorts of subbing and YouTube was a place that I was finding these, these organizations that were putting up these videos on like how to do it. And I'm like taking notes. And that was like my professional development uh, outside of other books because my, my teacher training didn't really talk much about, about the classroom management. Um, and so like, you know, YouTube and learning from YouTube and education in YouTube has kind of been a part of my journey since the beginning, uh, a lot more so, you know, on the receiving end of it um, in the early years. But then, you know, I started making my own videos from the classroom because I, I loved making videos since college. And I was like, oh, like, let me like start making YouTube videos about, you know, some of the things that are going on in the classroom and made started in 2015. And you know, like not only showing classroom stuff, but all sorts of stuff that I was going like, let me go on a big taco quest here in Austin, Texas and see what kind of tacos there are. Cause that's going to be a fun video to make. Let me, uh, let me yeah. do my first jujitsu competition. Cause I'm probably going to lose. And that'd be a fun video to make. And I was just doing all sorts of videos. Uh, and then I really started to hone in. I'm like, I really would love to just like actually focus this YouTube channel about on, on serving teachers and, and sharing not only the things that I'm trying and, and doing well at, but also the things that I'm trying and maybe they're not going so well. And if I were to do that again, what would I do differently? And so what brought me to new ed tech classroom was years of just kind of creating YouTube content. And I had my a podcast for a while and uh, reached out to Sam several years ago about coming on the podcast and we became friends. Um, and we used to just talk a lot about like the, the business side of being, of being teachers that are, that are creating content for, for other teachers out there and providing professional development for other teachers out there. Uh, and over time, it was like, hey, maybe we can reach more people if we work together. Uh, and so this past summer, I came on as a creative director of New EdTech Classroom um, and unexpectedly decided not to go back to the classroom myself this year. Uh, so that way I could uh, be home and care for our daughter, who originally we were going to send uh, to preschool, but we realized we just weren't ready with, with everything going on with COVID. Um, and so now I, I watch my daughter. Uh, a lot of the hours of the day, uh, and then during the naps and early mornings, um, I am I'm I'm working with Sam creative on the classroom. That's right, I'm doing my creative direction. <laughs> Put that verb into action. That's right. Wow. That's right. You both have amazing stories, and I'm so glad to hear that you're both classroom teachers. And I really think that offers a you know like a in terms of trusting, like what people are saying, they always say things like, oh, you, well, you've never been in the classroom. Yes, I have. I've done mm -hmm. this before. So I really 
think that educators value that and your videos, we'll get to these. Your videos are so amazing. I just love them so much. Um, so being these ed tech gurus, I want to know how would you personally define, you know, through your education experience and now through the new ed tech classroom, how would you each personally define educational technology? And if Tom, you want to take that on first? Sure. I see educational technology as kind of a way to solve problems in the classroom using technology. Uh, the, the, the first problems that typically come up are like, well, I have this problem of disengagement. How can I use technology to make my students more engaged? Whether it's like a tool like Nearpod, where instead of them just watching you do your presentation up on, on, the, on the screen, like they can actually see the presentation on their own computers and then answer questions. And then you can get feedback in real time and like, hey, I feel like I'm more actively participating in this, in this lesson and it's more engaging. But it goes beyond that from like, you know, like classrooms management or the, the problem of, of just feeling really disorganized as a teacher, uh, the problem of, of feeling like I'm drowning in email, like educational technology is just any technology that's going to help you solve some of those problems. Um, and so it's kind of a wide range uh, of, of, of solutions um, for teachers. And that's kind of how I view educational technology. Ah, uh, yes. I love a streamlined workflow. That's like my favorite thing to say. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what about you, Sam? What's your personal take on ed tech? Yeah, of course. Agree with Tom's definition. And, and a lot of what we show teachers is how they can uh, solve problems or meet instructional goals with technology. I think one of the arguments that we're trying to make as an organization is also moving, acknowledging that and very much addressing that piece and also taking it a step further to talk about the importance of having students actually using technology and proactively teaching students how to do that in a classroom that we might not think of as a class where we teach students how to use technology, right? That's kind of traditionally been relegated to computer science classes, but we're right. very much advocating for this authentic organic integration of foundational technology skill development across subjects about teaching students how to use technology to practice the four c's and creativity collaboration communication um and uh and what what the other one um <laughs> it's obviously a very important c <laughs> yeah <laughs> very very ah, critical thinking critical thinking there it is it was it was important <laughs> you know that Students are actually doing things with technology. And, and so I think there's actually a lot of the world of ed tech has primarily been about this, like how do we meet traditional instructional goals? And I think that is of course very important. And I think that's one of the ways that we can convince teachers why they should be using technology in the first place. But we also need to take it a step further where we're thinking about how we can proactively build 21st century classrooms. And, and that requires actually teaching students the skills they're going to need for their futures really so we're trying to kind of take it up a notch too with with uh helping teachers learn how to teach students to create and make things and uh really do things with technology as well yes i love that the do things with technology and you know sam you said earlier you were a luddite so i know there's a lot of people out there um who have this this fear and i say irrational fear of using technology in the classroom so when you think of it, when you think about that fear and people who are considering using even something like, like you said, Nearpod or Pear Deck or, 
yellow dig or just something new in, in the classroom, what do you think the, the best approach is to overcome that challenge? Yeah, well, I think, you know, we also have that challenge in terms of communicating to people, you know, still kind of trying to make an argument about why it should be used. I think for both the person who is considering experimenting and then people in our position that are advocating for its use, the key is to focus on what we already mutually agree upon as best practices in education. And there are a lot of buzzwords out there, right? Uh, whether that's active learning, social emotional learning, uh, differentiating instruction, uh, giving students you know, choice and autonomy, all of those things we can already agree upon that those are research-based instructional practices. We know we should be doing those things. And we can also acknowledge that doing each of those things is very challenging. It is very hard to get 100% participation from students. It is hard to make sure your class is engaged. It is hard to actually differentiate and personalize instruction in practice, right? We can talk about it, but to actually do it is a whole uh, other challenge. So I think we stay focused on what is it that we want to do? We know, and if I'm an educator thinking about, do I want to step outside my comfort zone and try something new? I know that my life actually as a teacher, even on a personal level is going to be better if my students are highly engaged if they want to participate. 100% agree with that, yes. So I'm gonna look, and this is what brought me to it, you know, brought me to, to the world of technology. I was just on a constant search for like, th there's gotta be a better way to do this job. You know, I wasn't satisfied with how challenging and hard it was and, and that feeling, you know, that I felt every day for the first five years of teaching, like I wanna quit, you know, and I, I knew there had to be a better way. And to me, part of the solution is we use technology, which is just a tool like any other tool as a way to help us put a lot of those practices in place. So I think we can focus on that. You know, I want to build a, an active, engaged classroom where students are, you know, where basically you could walk out of the room and go to the bathroom and come back and it's running the same exact way because it's like a humming classroom. That's like the dream. Well, we want to help teachers do that. And part of the solution is to use technology. Yes. Definitely. Tom, you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I think we have to adopt the growth mindset that we're always pushing on the kids. <laughs> like, I think it's very easy for, for a lot of teachers to be like, oh, like I'm not a tech savvy teacher. I have enough trouble just kind of like getting to my email and responding. And I can't really learn these things. Like they have to change their own narrative of like, and how they view themselves as learners and that they can actually learn these platforms. Now, some of them will be more intuitive than others. And so I think part of learning the platforms is figuring out which platforms are worth learning, which hopefully, you know, what we're trying to do at New Ed Tech Classroom will help teachers with that. But like actually believing that you can learn it and, and investing the time, um, getting resources, talking to colleagues that are using apps like, hey, what are you using right now that that's really working in the class? Can you show me what you've been doing, watching YouTube videos and and really believing you can learn it and then and then finding an app that's that's very robust and versatile and meets your needs.
needs. And then just really focusing on like one learning one at a time. Like I remember last year at the beginning of the year, I was so overwhelmed uh, with remote teaching, like new email every day from a new ed tech company that was promising to solve all of my problems. And I'm like, right? I don't the even have time bullet to email yeah, is what I call I, I it. I don't have time to keep, I, I don't, I, I ended up like not even opening a lot of them after a while because I'm like, I don't have the bandwidth to learn a new one, but I was learning new ones and then sticking with the ones that I was learning. And then like, for me, I, I started out with Nearpod and then like, I found like, oh, I'm not really that into Nearpod. The kids kind of liked it at first, but they didn't. So I then moved on to trying something different. It's like, all right, let me try Flipgrid. And I use Flipgrid for a few months. And then it's like, all right, so we got the hang of Flipgrid and it's kind of getting a little bit stale. Let me see what else I can. And so like, it was like over time, I was learning a new thing. I wasn't learning something new every day, every week. Uh, and I was really, when I did learn something, I tried to, to find out all the different things that I could do with it uh, to meet the needs and solve the problems that I was having. So believe that you can learn technology, embrace the growth mindsets that you're telling your students to embrace. I think yeah. the incremental step stuff is super important too. I just want to emphasize that. Like, I mean, I, I didn't get to the place where I was, was, you know, until years, it takes years to build, you know, tech integrated curriculum. Stacy Roshan talks about it in her book, tech with heart. I mean, it, she took like eight years to build her flipped classroom, you know, and she, mm -hmm. she chronicles all the steps, what, what had to take place in each of those years. But, you know, I think it's, it's very easy for people to look at the end result and think like, whoa, I could never do that because it requires all this knowledge of all these programs. And, you know, it, it's not that way in practice. It's, it's layering and, and building different foundations so that you can get to the place where you want to be, where you're truly innovating and you are running a 21st century classroom. Yeah, it's definitely like running the marathon or preparing to climb Mount Everest. You know, I started back with that tech in 2007. And to think about where I was then to where I am now, it really, like you all are saying, it's a journey and you have to be, you have to be humble with that journey, but you also have to be open and receptive, like trial and error things happen. Mm -hmm. You got to fail, you know, like what Tom was saying, you kind of try something, it might go a little stale and then you try something else that works really well. So it's kind of being aware of that balance between the different educational technologies in the classroom. So all well, very well said um, and great advice for those people who are trying to overcome that fear. Now, let's get into the ed tech classroom. Tell me all about it. Tell me about what you guys do and you've alluded to a lot of things, some of the top features, what can people expect when they go to your site and the services you offer. So if you wanna, you know, tell me all the good things and tell the audience what they can expect. So let's Watch go. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't have to, I don't have to call your names anymore. You guys can just have a conversation now. <laughs> this, you know, the question ties back in actually to, to Tom and why I asked Tom to, I recruited Tom to, to join the team. Um, and, you know, so my background is in humanities. I have a master's in English literature and, uh, you know, majored in Spanish and English. So, uh, you know, everything up to the point when Tom came on was much more humanities focused with New Ed Tech Classroom. And I think as New Ed Tech Classroom has grown, uh, we really see ourselves in, and uh, present ourselves on YouTube uh, and through our wider organization as a 
essentially alternative professional development solution for schools and teachers. Um, and I recognize that in order to truly be that, uh, given my background, we needed some math science in there. And uh, Tom, you know, he's yeah. humble. He didn't mention it, but he's two times. I'm not a fan. Really. I'm a humanities person too, Sam. I'm not a math. <laughs> I like science, but math don't even get me started. So that's good. That was yeah. good. That was good leadership, recognizing that and bringing Tom in. <laughs> Yeah. And Tom, you know, Tom has, I've been doing some volunteering uh, last year, <clears throat> volunteered in a maker space and starting to learn like 3D printing and robotics. And I, I also led the Girls Who Code Club after school in large part because I needed to learn how to do that stuff. But Tom comes, you know, with a background in robotics and all of that. So I think my point in mentioning that is that uh, we really are trying to uh, position ourselves and uh, our organization as a way for people to really have a comprehensive understanding of how you can teach with technology and how technology can be used to create new and innovative learning experiences for students and make a teacher's life a lot better, um, a lot more manageable. So, you know, we have the public facing tutorials that are through our YouTube channel um, and we, like you mentioned uh, in the beginning, I think off, off, uh, off show was uh, about our new EdTech Classroom Academy, which we recently launched, uh, which is taking a lot of the concepts from the YouTube channel where we're editing content. It's not like some long, you know, screencast that we're just talking over a screencast. Uh, we have, we're editing it. We are packing a lot of information into the shortest amount of time possible because we know that teachers are busy and don't have time to like necessarily sit through a you know hour hour and a half or longer pd uh, so we're really condensing information editing it so that it's engaging and interesting to watch um, and we took that concept from our youtube channel we brought that into the online course space so all of the courses we've created are in that style. And we also use interactivity tools within our courses so that there's some checks for understanding and it's not just like a passive learning experience. And then we also recognize that, yeah, people watch YouTube videos um, and they're learning from YouTube videos 100%, but they also need a support mechanism, uh, you know, place to be able to ask questions, to share resources, and the Academy offers that too. So we are available to Academy members. We answer questions. We look over things. We have Q and A's. We do special uh, webinars and things like that. So um, really trying to help educators who might feel like their needs, needs are not being met through their own professional development or they need a supplement or an alternative solution. And they want to learn how to teach with technology. They want to learn how to innovate in their teaching, providing them with a solution to be able to do that. Yes. Uh, and you know, the, the alternative, I know like, you know, the, the districts and things do offer PD opportunities, but like you said, they're not necessarily always what you want. And what you all are doing is you just make it so engaging. Like it's so motivational. Like I signed up for, you know, before we, before I even knew about you both, I signed up for the, the tech toolkit, the starter kit, and the emails that you get are so encouraging, but they're clear on how to get started. And they just build upon themselves like you do in the classroom with your students. And it just makes you feel so, so confident in what you, the possibilities could be. 
um, as an educator, incorporating educational technology into the classroom. So I must, I must say, and, and the things that you offer are so affordable. So like for districts, if they wanted to sign up, you know, some of their teachers, I'm sure they could come and say, Hey guys, we want to sign up our whole district and you could, you know, provide them with the resources and things they need, you know, for a particular school, the district, or, you know, at the, even at the system level, um, what provide them with the PD and things that they, that they need. And sometimes Um, it's, it's interesting. You don't have, um, the support people don't have enough time to do the PD because they're supporting individual, you know, educators in their pursuit of ed tech. And they just, the PD kind of gets left behind. Yeah. Yeah. And something you just said, Holly, too, about like it boosts, like you just, after getting some of those emails and like signing up for the starter kit and everything, you start feeling like this confidence, like, oh, I, I can do this, you know? And that was something that I had noticed, like, you know, when I, when I joined Sam, you know, and started kind of, you know, getting in seeing all the the YouTube videos and I was going in and starting to answer, you know, comments for some of the new videos that I was posting on the channel. I was starting to see the comments that people were leaving on a lot of the, the, you know, some of the older videos that Sam had posted. And it was just comment after comment after comment of people just saying like, you know, I'm not, I've never considered myself like the tech person. And I've like, this has just done so much, like give me the confidence to actually be able to, to do what we're doing, to do education, particularly in this, in this circumstance and in this environment that we're in right now. But now I'm, I'm learning so much that I want to continue using a lot of these tools and these strategies beyond, you know, beyond remote teaching or pandemic teaching or anything like that. And that's what really kind of like, I was, I was very, I was very happy to see that, you know, that, that I, to join an organization to join a company that, that, that was moving people and transforming people in that way and developing that type of confidence. Um, a lot of times from experienced educators, it was just like this, this tech side of things that they were still kind of like, I'm not sure how to, how to go about this, but I'm going to, I'm going to have an open mind and learn about these things, uh, and implement them in my class. And the rewards are endless. Honestly, when you, that one educator opens up themselves to something new and they see how easily they can assimilate and you guys do a really good job of making people feel comfortable. Like I was, when I, like I said, when I read those emails, I was just like, even though I'm an ad tech person, I'm like, Oh, wow, I can really take this somewhere. I can really do something with this. It's, it's really unbelievable. Yeah. So as far as let's talk a little bit about COVID and, you know, you, you both have spoken to like remote learning and different things. So how has new ed tech classroom, you know, helped educators, you know, the answer is probably obvious, and this might be a rhetorical question, but how, how have you shifted things in a, in a post-COVID world with helping educators and your company? Go for yeah, it. Yeah, and, and in many ways, very little. Um, there, there's sort of, it's kind of like ironic in some ways that so many of the videos resonated with people, you know, the, that people kind of thought of those as remote teaching strategies when actually I had made those videos before remote teaching. And it was just about what I was doing in my classroom. And, um, you know, I think we're both excited about students going back to school uh, because really where we see the true uh, transformational power of teaching with technology is in a more blended environment. And I don't mean blended in terms of some students at home and some students in the classroom, but the more traditional definition of 
blended where you're using technology in the classroom some of the time and doing you know other types of instructional models other times as well. Um, and that's really what excites, I think, you know, speak for, for Tom too, that's what excites both of us, the possibilities there. Um, there are lots of limitations when you're trying to teach over Zoom or, or Google Meet. Uh, and so, you know, I, really the content, you know, although we, there were some things that we were talking about that were specific to remote teaching, like you might want to consider this thing. I think it really actually opens us up a lot more to think much more broadly, you know, the way the, the channel originated about how we can teach with technology. So I don't really, not a lot has changed. Um, I, I do think we are now back a little bit in a position where we're needing to kind of continue to make the argument for why people should continue to use technology. That's just kind of the, the state that we're in, but I yeah. think it's already, it's going that way. And, you know, education is a, is a slow moving entity, uh, slow, slow to change, but um, I think the change is inevitable. So the argument I think has to be a little bit less kind of uh, from the fringes, the way that it was before. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I think well, about I like my, I la last year was my last year in the classroom. Um, but like I had experimented maybe in my third year of teaching around 2013 with, with the, the flipped classroom idea. And I didn't do it necessarily where the kids were watching videos at home and then doing the, the assignments in the classroom. But I actually, in my fifth grade class, I was, I was recording videos before, you know, that screencasts were so commonplace in the classroom I was recording math videos and having kids go through like, all right, when you watch this video, do this assignment and then watch this video and then come meet in a small group with me. And then I was calling students and working individually. And I did that like years ago. And then, you know, once I moved to middle school and stuff, I kind of resorted back to like, all right, let me create this, this slideshow and just kind of, you know, have kids take notes as we go through these things. Cause it was just, it was a little bit easier to do that, even though I never really enjoyed the lecture format, the whole group lecture format, because you're, you know, some kids are falling behind, some kids are going too slow and then you're kind of just talking to the middle. But then, you know, last year, that was just that was just so hard to do over over not only fully remote but even more so over hybrid to 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 try to give like a whole group lecture just knowing like oh man this kid just totally playing minecraft as all the lights are just flashing on his <laughs> yeah. face and oh, he's yeah. totally or gone do I, or do, something. I, yeah, <laughs> do I stop my lesson and call him out oh they turned their camera off Can you turn it? Like, it was just so hard to do that instead like that's when I kind of oh, let me go back to this like this idea of self-paced learning, this idea of, of kind of recording these videos and giving students like, this is what you're working towards. And we're going to be getting, having an assessment on this date. And I'm going to be, I'm going to be checking in with you in these ways. And you can watch these videos. And, and it really forced me and hundreds and thousands of other teachers to kind of like rethink a lot of like our classroom practice. And so, and in that way, that's, what's exciting is I think it's just, it's created, you know, as a company, like, you know, that's, you know, when Sam created this company, that was kind of the direction he was going before even, you know, remote teaching was, was commonplace, but you know, now it's just, it's opened up so many teachers eyes to what is possible. And it's like, Oh, I, you mean I don't have to give whole group lectures anymore and I can just have more time to work individually with students yes. and, and in small groups and one it's of the epiphany. organizations. Yeah. Yeah. And like, 
one of the organizations that that I've just been a huge fan of uh, is the Modern Classrooms Project, um, where where they you know they they basically created a free course on like how do you set up something like this, and um, I I love what they're doing over there, and and, and hope to connect with them as well. Um, and we provide you know tools. I'm definitely like, gonna go screencast. check it out. Yeah, now, yeah, they have a podcast <laughs> as well, and and it's is really exciting stuff. Um, and so I think that's what's exciting as a for for what we do uh, as a company. It's just and so many more people are now more open uh, to teaching in these ways. Yep. Nice. Oh my gosh, stuff is so cool. I'm sorry that we have to start wrapping up the episode now, but I have two final questions for you both that I want you both to answer. You're both amazing humans and you have so much to offer and you're offering so much and a lot of it for free. Um, and I'll be sure to put everything about new ed tech classroom in the show notes, but I want to know, um, in wrapping up the episode, did we miss anything or is there anything else you'd like to share? And then the final question I want to hear from you, both of you ed tech gurus, what does the future of ed tech look like? So did we miss anything, anything else to share and what does the future of educational technology look like to both of you? You want to take that Tom? <laughs> What's the future of ed tech like? I don't think we missed anything, um, but as far as the future of ed tech, I know what I hope it looks like because I think of like what me and Sam do. It's like not so, you know we don't we don't sell like an ed tech product. You know we sell we sell you know we are training teachers. We provide professional development. We're not you know providing a product. And so when I think of like companies that are providing some kind of uh, educational technology product or tool. My hope is that they would bring on more teachers um, and that they would they would compensate teachers for their expertise uh, instead of just having, you know, people that are really strong in the tech space, but not so much in the ed space, um, getting more insights from educators on what's working, what's not working, compensating those educators, you know, for, 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 you know, like taking a look at, because it takes time so to learn a new that, platform. Tom. Because I'm like, I get, I, and you know, with like, you know, having a, a platform and a YouTube channel, I just get so many, you know, requests to just like, oh, would love for you to, you know, not only look at this and give me feedback, but also make a video for this, you know, like, with no compensation. And it's like, I, you, you have any idea, not only how much time it's going to take to learn this, but you know, being in the classroom, like I'm going to have to start finding a way to implement this in my classroom. Am I going to, is it going to adjust some of my lesson plans? And like there, I don't think ed tech or like they send you an email and they're like, when do you want to get on a call? I don't even know who you are. Why would I want to get on a call with you? So like, <laughs> yeah. tell me a problem that you're going to solve. Stop assuming that I'm so eager to buy and use and learn your product and, and compensate me for my time and my expertise. That's the direction I hope ed tech companies will actually take. Um, because if, if you're going to say you value teachers, then actually, you know, put something behind it. Don't just send them a free mug and a t-shirt and say, thanks, we're going to give you an ambassador badge like actually compensate the teachers oh, Tom, i love where you're going with this i because they think that because you're an expert and then you can do these things fairly quickly and you're a tech guru that you're just gonna that's what you're gonna do yeah. the assumption is oh yeah i hope i definitely hope it goes in that direction and some ed tech companies do compensate but you they're far and few in between and i think that's oh that's in, innovative for the future definitely for sure yeah yeah, we could have a whole separate conversation. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah. That's a yeah. yeah, that's a that's a next episode. That's like a come back in like six months and we're gonna sit down yeah. and talk about how how things have changed, if they haven't changed, you know, get a little update on that situation. 
What yeah. about you, Sam? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I couldn't agree more. First of all, I just, I, I want to uh, reinforce that idea uh, that teachers need to be compensated. And I think, I think really the only way to be able to train people at scale is to empower educators that are in schools and compensate them. And so, you know, tying back to the question, I think we are already seeing massive amounts of money being spent on ed tech solutions for schools. You know, there are 25 new ed tech startups like on every day, right? That, uh, that come into being. Yep. And unless we also dedicate the same amount of time and money to training teachers in how to use these tools strategically, how to use them to actually build 21st century classrooms where we are actually having students engage with technology to be able to think critically, communicate, collaborate, express creativity, then we risk going down a path where technology in the classroom gets kind of misinterpreted as this, like it's only about personalized instruction. You just plop a kid in front of a computer and it's like AI and everything, you know, happens between the student and the computer. And I'm, I am fearful that we are potentially going to go down that direction if we do not invest in also building teacher capacity up to speed. So I think this kind of fear oh, of like, yeah, you just like set off a teachers, light bulb in my head. Oh my yeah, God. You know, yeah. I, I think it's valid. I think there's some validity to it because there's not enough emphasis on how do we actually wield this tool to our advantage, right? How do we use it to do these, you know, things that require actually an enormous amount of skill. You don't just walk in and use a tool to, you know, have students start to create and make things with technology unless you have the training to know how to do that. Um, and so I just think, I'm not sure that that is necessarily the future <laughs> for sure. I, I'm not going to predict the future, but it is, I think the future that we need uh, is to make sure that we are, we are bringing together research-based instructional practices and technology and showing as many educators as possible, as quickly as possible, how we can put all of these research-based practices into place with technology and not just, you know, that it's going to be this kind of uh, like automated type solution. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. You're, I'm, I'm thinking so many different things right now and I want to ask more questions, but I won't. I'll save it for another episode. <laughs> I want to say thank you to you both for your time today and coming on the show and sharing your expertise with our audience. I want to encourage everybody to go out to the new ed tech classroom YouTube page. It's going to be in the show notes, the new ed tech classroom, go to sign up for the Academy, do all those things because these resources that they're offering are priceless, amazing, and you're going to feel so confident about your skills and your decisions that you're making in your own classroom with choosing educational technology. So thank you both for coming on the show. Thanks so much, Holly. Yeah, thank you're, you. you're so welcome. Thanks for having us. You've been listening to another episode of EdUp EdTech with your host, Holly Owens. You can follow Holly on LinkedIn. You can also visit her website at jollyholly.me to find out more about what she's up to. Please head to Apple or wherever you download your podcast content 
and leave us a rating, review, and please subscribe to be notified of future episodes. This has been another incredible episode of Ed Up Ed Tech with your host, Holly Owens.